When I talk to property investors, they often tell me using debt is a key advantage over other asset classes. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rask Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rask AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Welcome back to Investing Month. Today, we're talking about something that doesn't get enough attention. Cash. Cold, hard cash, Kate. Cold, hard cash buried in the backyard under 10 layers of dirt. Mm, Not quite, but similar. Um, When people think of cash in investing, they think, what, you mean like a pineapple, a lobster, some currency? money in a safe? Yeah. No, that's not what we're talking about when we talk about cash in finance. Cash in finance means the money that's in the bank or something that's like in a place which is very secure. So- uh, term deposit would be an example of cash. Uh, as a finance industry, we just say cash for all of those types of things. Yeah, and cash plays a role in our portfolio. I see a lot of new investors asking questions like, what should I do with this money I have sitting aside? They don't kind of want to see cash just sitting there. Once they find out about compound interest and how things work, they want to mm. get all of their money doing something and working for them. But What we kind of want to say in this episode is that cash can play a role in your finances, whether it's short-term savings goals, your emergency fund, or just part of your overall diversification. Like even if you're Mm. looking at your super fund, they will often allocate a portion of even high growth portfolios to cash. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, we should make a distinguishing feature here between cash that's in like your personal name for like your living expenses and then cash that might be in your portfolio or set aside for long-term wealth creation. There's kind of two different types. The first one is the cash that we have set aside for living expenses and maintaining your life. That is not ever investing money in my opinion. Like that is just purely 
money for emergencies. And we call this an emergency fund, right? Yes. Emergency funds, super important part of your investing journey. We mentioned it earlier in this series, but it's something you really want to get sorted out before you invest too much money. Maybe you're trying $5 in a micro investing app while you're building your emergency fund. Because this is the money that'll let you sleep at night. If you lose your job, if you need to take a last minute flight to support a sick family member, this is the money that you can use without having to sell your investments. Because we're long-term investors. We want to be thinking five to 10 plus years in the future. So if something happens in our life, we don't want to be forced to sell our investments at a time that doesn't suit us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So um, a lot of people think that oh, I'll save twenty grand and now I can invest. That might not be the case. You might be saving for a home. You might be saving for a holiday. You might just have that money sitting aside as your emergency fund. But what we talk about, like what professionals in the finance industry talk about a lot, is this idea that your strategy can't break. So it can bend, but it can't break. And one of the ways that it does break is if people use debt, like credit cards, personal loans, and then they try and invest at the same time because then they end up in a situation where they might want to sell their investments to pay for their debts and they sell their investments at the wrong time. They might incur capital gains tax or they might sell at a loss, even though it's a good investment. So you don't ever want to be in that situation where you're just kind of like pulled in every direction. You're called a false seller. Another thing to keep in mind is that a lot of people kind of like rush into it and we try and uh, avoid that because investing is like over decades. It's not necessarily something that happens straight away. Yeah, and it takes time to feel confident and comfortable mm. with what you're doing. And I think it's really important just it is fine to have cash as part of your finances. It's okay to have cash mm. in a savings account. You don't need to have everything working. It's just that you need to know what its purpose is. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get – maybe we actually maybe we should start to that right now, Kate – is like, I guess, why we consider cash, but also the different types of accounts that go along with like a, a healthy finance and, you know, sorry, budgeting and investing plan. Yeah. So the places where I would include cash in my financial life, firstly, you've got your day-to-day money. So that that's put aside for meeting all of your short-term expenses. Yep. But then I would have cash put aside. So money in a savings account, hopefully a high interest savings account. There is a lot of great options mm-hmm. these days. So make sure you do your research. If you're only getting one or 2% interest per year on your savings account, chances are there's something better to be found out there. So have yep. a look around. But I'm having cash put aside in short-term goal savings accounts. So if I'm saving for a trip to Queensland this summer, if I'm saving for Christmas, if I'm saving for a new car, this is where I might want to put cash in a savings account because it has a really important, dedicated goal in the short term. Yep. Okay. So in a savings account. um, And then how about term deposits? Yes. So term deposit could be an option. That's where you in a way, lock that money away for a set period of time, potentially for a higher rate of return, though at the moment, some of them are quite similar. So some of the savings accounts, which you can pull money in and out of pretty quick. Super liquid. Sometimes you do give up some interest if you do take the balance down, Um, but they're pretty much the same as term deposits, which lock your money away. That could uh, be three, three six, nine, 12, five years maybe. Yeah. But that's- I would do that if I knew I didn't need that money for X amount of time. Yeah, so that's a different type of money. It's not liquid, as we would say. Yes, you can break them, but there are costs involved. Yeah, so you might. So one strategy for people would say money that they don't want to invest in stocks, but they want to keep aside, might be to have some of your emergency fund in a savings account, but then also have two or three 
term deposits, like one for three months, one for six months, one for 12 months, and let them roll over because you might be able to get a little bit more interest, but just keep them rolling. Like when they expire, just go into another one. Um, that way, you if you do have an emergency, you've got your savings. And then if you need a bit more money, you can break the first one and yep. a little bit more break the second one. But in the meantime, you might get more interest. Um, and okay, so those are interesting because there's one thing that happens here, Kate, where I think it's quite uh, interesting for investors is I think a term deposit at times can be considered part of an investment portfolio. And the reason is a few years ago, we told our members at RASC that they should sell their bond ETFs. So these are ETFs that seem like cash, but they're a bit, just a lot, a bit more riskier. Um, so they're ETFs that invest in bonds from the government. So you will get a better interest rate from a term deposit than you will from your bonds. So people would take money out of their bond portfolio and they would put that in a term deposit. Um, and at the time that was true, like the bonds subsequently fell in price which is what we kind of predicted. Uh, and then people also got a better interest rate. And now people would be thinking, like we're recording this um, in July, 2023. Uh, people would be thinking, well, I can get 5% from a savings account or a term deposit. Why would I invest in shares and maybe get 7%? And that's a fair criticism. Um, but oftentimes what happens is when that people are asking that question is when the shares start to do better. And that's what we've seen over recent times. So um, it's always important to have a balanced portfolio, but it's fair if you were saying retirement that you would have more of your portfolio in term deposits right now than in shares for the income because it's more reliable. Um, there are pros and cons to that. We're taking a quick break to share a message about Pocketsmith, one of our wonderful partners on the show. Pocketsmith is a customizable personal finance management tool that helps you be the best CFO for your household. Get on top of your finances, understand where your money is going and forecast ahead. Track your net worth up to 60 years into the future and reach your money goals. If you're ready to manage your money like a pro, Pocketsmith have a special deal for you. Get 50% off your first two months of Pocketsmith's foundation plan by heading to pocketsmith.com slash rask or click the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So cash has a really important role. Another thing that people don't um, truly understand, Kate, until later on in their investing journey, but I want you to imagine something. For very simple round figures, I want you to imagine that you have $100,000 that you could invest today, right? And what you do instead is you just put it in a, in a savings account, but it pays zero interest. So there is no benefit of that, right? But then let's say you think, well, I'm going to put this cash here because one day I will invest it. And let's say after three or four or five years, the stock market has fallen because it does that every you know five or six years or so. Let's say the stock market has fallen 20% and now you invest, right? And you invest and you hold your shares for another three or four years after that. The actual cost of having cash is not 0%. Because what it meant that you could do is you could buy back in lower. Now, I say this with caution because some people are like, so the market's going to crash? No, you would still be investing. But I just want to illustrate that sometimes having cash can feel like it's not good, but it gives you an opportunity to do something in the future that you didn't have the opportunity to do otherwise. And a lot of people come to us and say, yeah, but I've got this first home deposit and it's not growing fast enough. Yeah, but what happens if the opposite happens? You put your money in the stock market and then it falls 20%. Well, now you've got to save for another six months. So it works both ways. But the value of cash sitting in a bank account has so many more uses than people actually realize. Yeah, you can take advantage of opportunities. You have peace of mind. You have immediate access to it if you need. It's like an insurance policy. Yeah, it, it helps you invest with a longer term 
time frame. Yeah, I find a lot of investors, and sorry guys, this tends to happen with us, um, is they rush into the investing and forget the budgeting. And what happens is they try and invest, they think, well, I'll just invest more and then I'll be able to pay off that tax debt or I'll invest more and then I'll pay off my credit card or I'll invest more and it will solve that other stuff. That very rarely happens or turns out well, in my opinion. Um, what tends to work better is paying off the, the debt and getting rid of the budget, uh, getting sorted with the budget, then investing. It's harder to do, but like Kate said, you can just have a um, like a micro-investing account or a paper trading account where you just imagine you have fake money investing. Yeah, and something important to mention is the government guarantee for bank accounts, term deposits. So make sure your provider is on that list. We'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, you can check it out. Yeah, so this is just uh, a guarantee from the government to reassure people that up to $250,000 per ADI. We'll explain what that means in the show notes. There's an example there. Uh, you can click on the website and find. Uh, but basically, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why people opt with term deposits and savings accounts sometimes over cash ETFs and investing the money. Um, there is one final thing that I'll say here for any homeowners, both you and I are homeowners. Uh, we have the wonderful luxury of paying off a mortgage. Um, and as a result of that, we also have access to an offset account. An offset account is something that's linked to your mortgage and every bank should be able to provide them for free. Speak to your broker. Um, if if your broker hasn't already negotiated that for you, you need a better broker. Um, but what they do is it effectively doesn't pay you interest, it just saves you interest, which is more tax effective. So you can put money in that account and it effectively nets off against your mortgage uh, rather than earning interest. And that's a great place to put an emergency fund. That's where we put ours. Yes. I don't know if you do that. Yeah, I do the same thing. Because yeah. yeah. I, I can have multiple offset accounts all linked to the same part of my home loan. So I can yeah. separate that for different goals. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that's exactly what I do. I don't keep any money in, in effectively in savings accounts anymore. Like there might be a few grand here or there, but they might be for smallest very small short-term savings targets. The rest of it's in an offset account. Um, and that's one of the benefits of having a mortgage <laughs> is actually having access to an offset account. Um, so finally, there are ways to invest in quote unquote cash through your investment portfolio. These are called cash ETFs. Before they were ETFs, they were called cash management trusts or CMTs. I don't want to bore you with the acronyms too much. <laughs> but basically the most popular one in Australia is called AAA or AAA, depending on how you say it. That's from BetaShares. Uh, the AAA ETF, all it does is it takes your money, it pulls it with other investors' money, and then they go to the big banks and they say, give us a better deal, and they try and get a better interest rate for that cash. You see it, it looks a bit like a shark tooth. Every month, the, the stock price chart, like or every year, it goes up, it crashes, it goes up, it crashes, it goes up, it crashes. And that's because the interest builds up, and then it comes out. The interest yeah. builds up. So Come just down. like if you had your money in a savings account right now and every mm. month the bank pays you interest, maybe there's enough there to buy a coffee each month, this ETF also pays you that interest out in the form of a distribution. Yeah. And so it's very simple. And there are many ETFs that do something similar to this, but this is the most popular one. Uh, you can buy that in your brokerage account, just like you can with the other ETFs or your shares. Uh, and a lot of people with big balances tend to use things like, like this because they exceed that $250,000 cap at the bank. So they might look at something like this instead. And they don't have to jump between term deposits and worry about things like that. Yeah, exactly. But it's not for everyone, but it's an interesting one. So in summary, cash is a really important part of your, not just your budget and that side of your life, like the operating of yourself, but also the way you think about your portfolio. Sometimes cash can 
stand in for other parts of your portfolio when you think, oh, the risk rewards aren't that good here, I'll keep it there. You shouldn't invest cash that you need. You may need for lifestyle assets uh, because of that reason, because they can go up and down. Uh, and make sure you check when you do put money in the bank that your bank is covered with, with the $250,000 guarantee. Yep. So cash can be part of your portfolio, but know its purpose and know its role Yep. And don't feel like you have to invest it just because everyone else is investing. If it has a role in your portfolio or if its purpose Look, is a yep. short-term goal or an emergency fund, that is okay. Yep. Your goals are your goals. Make sure you stick to them and know why, why it's in there. Well, Kate, this was fun. Thanks for joining me. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Want to create the perfect ETF portfolio? Join InvestSmart's free live masterclass webinar on the 19th of June to learn how to build a portfolio of exchange-traded funds that match your financial goals. Hosted by money expert Effie Zahos and Paul Clitheroe, one of Australia's leading financial voices and the chair of InvestSmart. You'll hear about the evolving economic landscape and what it means for investors, as well as top tips on selecting the best ETFs. Ask your questions live and transform your investment strategy. Visit investsmart.com.au forward slash events to grab your place today. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.